Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, the Red Raider candle will not be hidden under a bushel. No, Brett McMurphy will let it shine. <laughs> you are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get them cast. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. And Chris, woo, what a buzz to kick off the week. Just after we had our first conversation of the week yesterday, the interwebs and certainly here in West Texas were a buzz because of one simple, maybe even titled way too early, <laughs> bold projection from the reputable Brett McMurphy. Look, the game was interesting enough, but anytime you see that double T paired across from Alabama, the Crimson Tide, that's going to get your attention. But man, it was just kind of another tick across the dial of the offseason Texas Tech hype machine that is only beginning to get ramped up, right? And uh, makes you a little nervous, but makes you excited, <laughs> speaking personally at least as a fan, all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was right after we, uh, yeah, we, we chatted yesterday, and uh, that that thing came out there, and and uh, you, you know, I I tried to look at it and kind of, uh, you know, pull pull the takes away from it because I think it wasn't just about. Texas Tech, but that's what garnered most, uh, you know, attention in our our neck of the woods. And and I will tell you that obviously, the game he projects in the Cotton Bowl uh, that's been played before in 2005. Uh, Jamie Christensen kicked one of the ugliest field goals you'll ever see. That's right. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, and and that that ball was just shot going sideways through the. That's right. Goalposts. Mike and, Shula's uh, team powered on to an illegitimate victory by illegal textbooks. And you won't have those to hide behind this time. That's right. We all remember. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, quite a quite an environment uh that, that day in, yes, in Dallas was. or Fair Park, I should say. But so Cowan, what what he's saying though, it's not about Cotton Bowl and, and tech in Alabama. What what he's what he's projecting, and this is Brett McMurphy of stadium and the action network and d- done various things used to work for espn uh i think from originally from albuquerque i think went to oklahoma state so he's got a lot right. of ties i've talked to brett many times before phenomenal guy and and very reputable in, in the in the business but what he is essentially saying here is when you peel back the onion is he pr- he picks texas tech to win the big 12 conference uh that that's ultimately what his projection you know, is is that that's skip to the end. It has nothing to do with Big Six Bowl or whatever, as much as he's saying, This is the team that I picked to win the Big Twelve. And so with that, I would ask you a penny for your thoughts. <laughs> uh lofty, lofty expectation. I'm just hoping to be someone that is a fan of a program that takes a step forward in year two year right. two under a head coach, which could be a similar or equal record. We talked about that last week as to a season ago, that feeling could still be there with a record like that could be one more, two more ticks there in the win column, but winning a big 12 championship 
something you have never done as a football program, and you were good enough to win this Big 12 or most Big 12s the year that you were what you were in the South Division, but we just know what the South Division, i.e. Murderer's Row, used to be. Um, but, Chris, this is something you have not done in your program's uh, history, so it would be as lofty as any expectation could be. I got a little worn out seeing some of the perspective outside of West Texas when it comes to, oh, another – Another year where they say Texas Tech is for real, and maybe they will be this time. Uh, I actually, I don't know where that reaction comes from because I don't know where those years are other than a very specific one, and you were. That was 2008, and when it comes to like preseason lofty rankings, I don't know when Texas Tech has ever been the underachiever of the year or the team that's like, ah, you screwed up again, preseason media voters putting us there. Maybe he... He or she or they or whoever that's espousing such an opinion has this confused with the University of Texas or Texas Agricultural and Mechanical University because we're neighbors with two of the biggest underachievers in the world of college sports or preseason ranking college football. But I kind of feel the opposite in the sense that when I saw that come across, I thought, and I don't know what the ranking is going to be, maybe just somewhere, I don't know, 15, 25. Um, but I'm thinking, all right, well, the last time there was really like, that kind of attention on you heading into the season, uh, you actually lived up to that expectation. I, I know you got a little wild with the 7-0 and top 10 ranking uh, for Cliff Kingsbury's team, but th that wasn't preseason, and that wasn't your fault, by the way. Um, <laughs> right. But I, I just kind of think, okay, well, the last time Tech's offseason number was really dialed up, like I think it could be this year, and I don't know that it'll be 12. I think 2008 you were preseason 12, if I'm not mistaken. But um, – you lived up to that expectation. You rarely to never get off-season, preseason praise. So I'm sure you saw some of that just like I did, that reaction. Like, oh, I'm sure this will be the time. Like, what are you talking about? There's never a time where you're putting that spotlight hardly to begin with. So the only other history I can recall, uh, you lived up to it. You got to number two. You beat number one. And then that's all the season I remember. I don't know what happened after that. <laughs> it it, ha it has been a while since there have been expectations on this pro football program from a preseason. If anything, you've been not given – it's the opposite of being given the benefit of the doubt. You, yeah. You've not – you know, it, this has been a decade plus of, of struggle. And you've had some uh, – And justifiably so, Chris. I'm not mad at it. You, yeah, you, I mean, I, I, I get it. I mean, you, you've kind of <laughs> earned you've earned that, you know, yeah. of, of not getting the benefit of the doubt. You've got to go, you know, win and win consistently. And I think not, you know, and, and, and do it in a complete season. I think, you know, uh, so I, 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 I certainly understand what I saw most of. And this was maybe nationally or, you know, whatever. But it's just I, I think there's a lot of. What is Texas Tech doing in there? Look at the which one of these doesn't belong, you know, and <laughs> not not a lot of people taking taking it seriously. Uh, feel like Brett McMurphy's had you know too much to drink or just not not paying attention or whatever. And and I and I get it. it it's an exclusive club to be in when you when you talk about the very end of a college football season and those those but. We've seen Oklahoma State do it. We've seen Baylor do it. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, Kansas State, obviously, last year, uh, Texas Tech is in a really good spot to to make some noise and, and be in a position where they play meaningful football, uh, maybe in Arlington for the Big 12 championship or or further. Uh, 
And and I, I think uh, you 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 you've started to earn that right a bit by the way that you finish the season. And again, that gives you or you know gives you nothing. I mean, you, you've got to go do it again and all that. So last year can only do so much for you. But I do think it's created th- this buzz. And I think that people that have studied like these rosters and kind of have a real familiarity with this league or whatever. Cause there's people that are going to comment on it that have no idea. Make, make no mistake. Most people that yeah. comment on it will yeah. have no idea. They didn't, they haven't watched Texas tech. They're, they're sitting there looking at names on a paper and, and the brand and all these different things. And, and you're comparing it to whatever. And, and this is why Texas more often than not gets the benefit of the doubt. Sure. I mean, you've got, You've got Texas being picked to do this and that when they haven't really done it in a long time. I saw Quinn Ewers on a, a QB list uh, the other day that um, I think had him third or fourth in the country, okay, like as far as quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. And 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 that may very well end up being – Salary true. or what? What was that <laughs> ranking? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he, he, he didn't even complete in the 60s as far as completion percentage. I think it was like 58% last year. He, I think it was 15 touchdowns and six interceptions. Also, for all the people that talk about Tyler Shuck, man, he's injury prone. He can't stay healthy. Well, was Quinn Ewers healthy the whole season? No. No, he was not. He missed games, plural. Yeah. Um, so did Jalen Daniels. No, so anyway, so I, I, but to, to circle back, it's just <laughs> interesting on, on kind of how you can kind of play – one card when it when it it's convenient for your argument uh, and 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 it fits the narrative that you that you believe in ver- versus another. But I, I certainly get the 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 surprise by many to see to like what where is this coming from? <laughs> you know, I get it. I, I I get it. You you haven't. This has not been your party in in recent. Oh years my gosh, or a so decade long. plus yeah, yeah so long <laughs> well we were taking it back as well all right west texas shook for a second when we were opening twitter there i think at that time we were taking it back also but excited about it i and look you're absolutely right college football specifically but college sports in general all about crafting your own precious little narrative perception <laughs> is reality and some perceptions say that the Aggies once upon a time had to put an asterisk by a date they put on a wall to claim a championship that I guess they thought wouldn't be discovered as false on the internet immediately by the world. I mean, these things just happen in college football and they don't happen elsewhere. So preseason polls are ridiculous. I'm an enemy of every preseason ranking uh, there's ever been. I, I'm just an enemy in general, of course, of the college football protocol for the last century and a quarter or so. I get at some point back when you were traveling by train and communicating by cans with yarn as to why they would do things the way uh, that they did them, Chris. But uh, slowly, you and I are living in a time when we're seeing that evolution into modern reality. And we're going to have a playoff expanded, yada, yada. Yada. I doubt we ever get rid of things like preseason rankings because they sell too much. They click too much. We're talking about it sitting here on uh, May 16th. So I doubt that goes away. But I put zero into those types of things. And there's a reason why the most important rankings of the year, given whatever system BCS or playoff uh, are revealed progressively into the season, progressively later into the season uh, than what you see from Han Yaks on four letter networks. Locked on Texas Tech. Oh, damn. Uh, anyway, I wanted to ask from your perspective 
historically, because you're the historian of the show, Chris. Um, I, I named an obvious one in 2008, but preseason love. When are some other times that you remember Texas Tech getting it, if there is another time you remember Texas Tech getting it like that? But first, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. If you're out there looking for sugar, calories, something that tastes terrible, this is not going to be for you. But if you don't want the sugar, you don't want the calories, you want something that tastes good and is good for you, then you got to try Built. Why do they taste so good? Well, number one, covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real dark chocolate. Chocolate. Not sure how they do it, but they taste great and they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar with a massive 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait to get a box at your door. For years, been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at built.com. That's right. Head on over to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up that four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, cocoa nut puff. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13 bar box with the hit flavors brownie, batter, puff, and the churro puff. You can thank me later after you've had your first built bar. When are some other times that you and remember Texas Tech getting it if there is another time? You remember Texas Tech getting it like that? Yeah, th- this has been a minute. I mean, I, everybody goes back to uh, to, to 08, uh, and, and and rightfully so. And I, the thing I remember about that year was that again, you'd kind of you, you had the the close Cotton Bowl loss um, in yep. in 05 to Alabama. Uh, you you had the uh, I guess that 06 would have been the, the big time comeback against Minnesota, uh, you know, in that, that bowl game and just kind of circus. And then I think it was 2007 was the, that was the Gator bowl when you beat Virginia and you kind of, you know, that, that felt like a big moment, you know, the, the, the holiday bowl from 04 and going into that off season, when you pull off the upset against Aaron Rodgers, I just kind of trying to remember the ends of those seasons and kind right. of what, because I do think there was some expectations after that 04 season when you kind of finished strong and then you 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 beat uh, Cal in the Holiday Bowl and then you followed up with what I think was a uh, a nine win season and, and you ended up Cody that was Cody Hodges this year and you ended up playing Alabama in the Cotton Bowl and I mean any season for Texas Tech that ends in the Cotton Bowl I, I'm going to say is going to largely in a, that that's a success because that is <laughs> that that hadn't happened a whole lot uh, that's been exclusive kind of you know, territory for, for, you know, for kind of the Holy grail. It, it was for many years and now it's part of the big six and all those things. Heck last year in the cotton bowl, you had, I think USC playing Tulane. So it's not like it was tied to the big 12, <laughs> but uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, I just don't know how many other years where you were, this is different. Cause see, like I, we're talking about these bowl projections from Brett McMurphy. There was another article that came out yesterday from CBS sports. And this is why I think, Brett McMurphy's on to something, or or this is going to become kind of a, a bit of a theme here. CBS Sports, they basically write about what is one dark horse team from each conference that can make the playoff, okay? This isn't about winning the league title. This isn't about a bowl projection and how many bowl, how many teams from, from a certain league are going to go to a bowl game. This is what team is not enough people talking about from each power five league, essentially that can make the playoff, which this year there's just four of those teams. 
And the representative from the Big 12 was Texas Tech. And so I thought, huh, okay, so this is – there's more chatter, not less. Uh, and what it, was and happening yesterday? Why are they, it, why yeah. are they pumping up the rhetoric? <laughs> I know, exactly, exactly. What's going on? But, but, but I, I, think, uh, I, I think that what people are starting to, to understand, this is why it's so important to go get, you know, your kickoff guy. This is why it's so important to try to add a little bit of depth uh, to the interior of your of your linebacking crew. This is why I think if you can go find an, an upgrade or or uh, some depth or some help at offensive tackle, you want to make sure you have every box checked. And because I think I think Joey's line is going to be while he has he has spoken about hey look this team is better than last one you know like I, that's just you know our, our our defensive line could be better than last year's even minus Tyree or man we're, we're old what whatever hey, there's different like kind of I think things that you can you can hear him say and that he has said but what he's ultimately going to say and I think he means it with every fiber of his being and I believe him because I I've said the same we got a chance and that's that's what he's that's what he's going to preach uh, to to people that will listen, uh, and and when I and and now you can define what what does that mean exactly? We got a chance, chance at what? I think all of it. You know, um, I, I I think uh, having a good year, I think having a great year, I think contending for a Big Twelve championship, winning a Big Twelve championship. Um, you know, I mean, and then, and if you do that, then obviously the other things are potentially available to you, whether it's playoff or Big Six Bowl or whatever. But you know, we we got a chance is going to be what he tells everybody, and I and I think he's I think he's right. You need to, you need a little luck, you need a little health, uh, you you need to develop, and, and and all those things. You need to be hungry. I mean, I, I get all that, but yeah, on paper. They do have a chance. They have a legitimate chance, and I think national folks are are telling you the same thing. You have not been in an Associated Press preseason poll since two thousand eight. That was preseason number twelve. Prior to that, oh uh, five, oh six, twenty one, and twenty five preseason from Mike Leach and the Red Raiders. Prior to that, and I know we're spanning some eras here, not all apples to apples, but prior to that twenty uh, first ranking in two thousand and five, heading into the year. It was your boy Steve Sloan, all the way back in 1977, who had a preseason number eight ranking, Chris, that we have to go back to uh, to find other preseason love. So, yes, not a common occurrence, uh, unlike, say, in Bryan College Station, where the last four years the Aggies have been preseason ranked and finished in a postseason ranking one time. Number six last year. You nailed that one, boys. You nailed that one. And, and Callan, the, the tricky part about this is, like, to see, th- this is a bit foreign, as you're saying. You, you are <laughs> stating facts. And what happens is, is you start to see this, and some will react in, in this way. They'll go, oh, man, this is making me nervous. This is setting me up to um, be emotionally let down because I'm getting my expectations up. It's going to be hard to to achieve some of these things. You may be talking to one of these guys, Chris. I hate yeah. to say it. You may it, be talking it, it to one. Yeah, any anything less than us playing in the Cotton Bowl versus Alabama has been a massive disappointment. <laughs> like, but you can't. My, my advice would be two things. You can't. 
you can't like not enjoy this part of it. This is oh, part yeah. of the fun about uh, a possibility of having a good team. I mean, think about think about we'll just use the the projected Cotton Bowl opponent. Think about if you're an Alabama fan. In, in some ways, from afar, you look at the Roll Tide fan and go, "Man, it would be so much fun to be like an Alabama fan because they just win everything. They win all the time." Actually, most of those people are, are they're just a bunch of miserable cusses. You know, <laughs> because because if they don't win the whole thing, then they're just absolutely miserable. And like, and, and it, yes, we're supposed to beat Auburn. Yes, we're supposed to beat Georgia. What do you mean we didn't win the SEC? We didn't play for the Natty? Oh, well, fire Nick. You know, and so it, it would be it, you would be literally miserable if if you couldn't enjoy this. But that's the way a lot of the Alabama fans are. My advice though is that. Don't just set yourself up and be afraid to like emotionally invest into sure. this deal. It's going to be very difficult, and that's okay. It's supposed to be, you know. Uh, we're sitting here talking about how it hadn't happened in a long time where you even win eight or nine, ten games, whatever it is. But um, I just said, don't don't be afraid to like embrace these expectations. Have some of your own, but also don't like say man any anything anything less than eight wins and, and we just you know this was a terrible disappointing it's just not the way it goes you can't really have it both no. ways you know what i mean yeah um, you're off in that sauce if you're saying that here today i can't i'm certainly not in that exact camp i mean i'm just sitting here talking about like hey you may be a better team and have a seven and five record again and i'd be fine with that so i'm not by any means in the camp of uh if it's not that it's a failure or it is that or bust type of approach, Chris, but I've been a Texas tech fan all my life. I've been in West Texas all my life and I'm, I subscribe to the Texas tech versus everybody mentality. You have to take everything. <laughs> and when you have that spotlight on you, I personally, as a tech fan, I'm like, oh, I was, I was kind of hoping to sneak up around the side and See? You know, button hook them like we usually do, <laughs> yeah. but this is a different spot. So that that's kind of my vibe where I get some anxiousness just thinking, man, usually I like being the one that uh, is coming out of the shadows, but no and, shadows this offseason. Well, your, your head coach is kind of the one that is – That's true. He, he's put you – He's Shining put you light. on – Yes. <laughs> I mean, and he, he – I mean, what was it, the first or second spring practice? Right. He's like, guys, I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, you know, from, from last year. Uh, but uh, these guys right over here, they're, they're beating that team that just won the Texas Bowl. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, what a weird thing to say. But I think it was laying the groundwork to instill some confidence and also to kind of let you know, hey, we're here. You know, like we're, we're, sure. we, 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 are, we are making things happen. The, the other thing that I think that was, is important to note is I looked at everything that Brett McMurphy put together. The, the other thing that I think that was, is important to note is I looked at everything that Brett McMurphy put together because I, I think this is the, these are some of the things, too, is like context clues and, and yep. things like that. I was curious what his – the total view of the league that he had – and I think that if you look at where he's projecting certain teams to go bowling, there is – and this really fits what you, you've seen out there. This didn't really stray from that. I think Texas Tech winning the Big 12 may have slightly strayed from that, whereas other people have picked uh, Texas or Kansas State. But 
there he had 10 of the 14 teams of the Big 12 conference going to a bowl game. So my first thought was, who are the four that are not? And I can't really disagree with any of this line of thinking based on what we kind of know right now. And again, things will change. I don't think the portal has adjusted much here in, in recent weeks. But no Houston, okay? No West Virginia, which I think it is important to note that West Virginia lost a key running back, Tony Mathis, uh, recently to the portal, and Houston picked him up. And he started, I think, 10 games last year. So there's there's a there's a trade. But Cincy and Iowa State, what I think is interesting to note about that as it relates to Texas Tech, Cowan, guess what? You missed two of those teams. Mm-hmm. You know, you missed two Cincinnati and Iowa State on your schedule. I think if you go look at Oklahoma's schedule, I think they play I think they play all of those uh, four teams. And so there's some th- – I think that's right. So I think there's some thought – so the scheduling part of this is going to be really interesting on who you get, who you don't get. Because I don't think Oklahoma State's going to be very good either. They were picked to finish one of these lower-tier bowls. You missed them too. But, again, who were the four that didn't that he didn't have projected to go to a bowl game? Again, Houston, West Virginia, Cincinnati, Iowa State. Who The top tier – which I think Texas Tech belongs in this top tier. And I think in some order, the top five of the league is going to be predicted this way when the media polls come out and and all those things. He obviously picks Texas Tech to win it. But Texas, Kansas State, um, Oklahoma, and TCU are your other four. And I think Baylor's right there potentially behind them in kind of that next tier, maybe then the BYUs and Kansas, things like that. So – that 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 was because uh, I wanted to glean as much from this as I could. Not just yeah. that he had Texas Tech winning it, going to the Cotton Bowl, but who who else is partying uh, come December? Um, but ten of your fourteen teams going to a bowl game, and so who didn't make it? And then you know, like I, I just I just you know I think you can kind of see a tear on kind of the way he thinks uh, it will finish. But again, it's not necessarily worth the paper that it was written on or computer screen <laughs> that you read it on, or whatever. But it's a national network, and I think it's worth uh, worth pointing out. But I, I, I thought it was it, – it, it's trying to tell me a lot. And then the CBS thing from yesterday as well, I think, is kind of doubling down a bit uh, from a completely different writer, network, everything. Um, Oklahoma misses only Houston from that group. They get the other three, uh, West okay, Virginia, Iowa yeah. State, Cincinnati. Texas gets Iowa State and Houston – uh, they miss Cincinnati and West Virginia. So um, I, I I hate that aspect of this experience that's forthcoming. I'm excited about what this league uh, can be just entertainment-wise in 2023, Chris, with this like, you know, one-time, <laughs> I guess, amusement park ride that we'll get here with the Sooners and the Longhorns in and the new additions also in. Um, but that that's one aspect I hate of some other league formats. And what I'm not going to enjoy about this one is who you miss uh, and who you don't see regularly within your conference. I, I know that's always one of the regrettable aspects of, uh, say, SEC scheduling. Realignment. Yeah, well, yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, and it's not that part is not going to change, Cowan, because, yeah. you, you know, you, you're at 14 this year, but you'll be at 12. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, other times on the on the, all the realignment stuff. But I mean, you, you know, you, you're likely to expand this league. Other leagues are as well. 
But that's the tricky thing about, you know, playoff, potential playoff uh, bids and things like that and, and who makes it into the uh, Big 12 title game even this year. Uh, like the tiebreakers and kind of the system that you that you kind of because it's it's uneven, it's unequal, it's it's not necessarily same as when you look at everybody's schedule, and I think a lot of things kind of factor into that. And I think the Red Raiders, though, from that standpoint, if you beat Oregon, okay, I'd be willing to tell you that you won't have a more important game between then and Texas than than, it, than Kansas State at home. Uh, but but you get a lot of the meat uh, on, on paper anyway from the Big 12 this year and what we would expect to be good or 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 have a, a you know the the data that comes with it on, on on supposed to be good and all that which would help your you know your CFP ranking and, and all those kind of things yeah. we're getting way into the weeds here but you get what I'm saying I think you don't I mean not missing Cincinnati in some ways hurts you. Uh, because it may be an easy win, but in other ways, like you get more credit for the teams that you'll beat as opposed to beating Cincinnati. If Cincinnati is is as bad as we kind of think that they'll uh, uh, potentially be, Central Florida is supposed to be pretty good. BYU is always you know relevant. So again, your schedule is going to be difficult. However, if you maneuver your way through it, I think you're rewarded for it. I guess is the entire point. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> that makes sense. And I just selfishly, as a fan, am always approaching this from an entertainment standpoint because I am exchanging at some point uh, American greenbacks to get in that place and have a seat and watch that thing. So I just want to be entertained. There ain't nothing about Cincinnati that's entertaining to me. And while it comes <laughs> with more challenge, I wanted to avoid those that you know don't don't get the juices going as much. I was disappointed to not have. Oklahoma State uh, on the on the schedule. Oklahoma can go teach their grandmother to suck eggs. I don't care what they do for the remainder of their existence. But I was disappointed uh, to not have the Dust Bowl back in effect once again between the Red Raiders and the Cowboys. So I was I was kind of happy. We talked about this when the schedule uh, was revealed, Chris. From a tech perspective, uh, I was kind of happy from uh, entertainment value standpoint that that you had one that was going to be kind of fun and, and included lots of opportunity. Uh, but also at the same time, yeah, now you've got to consider, well, who's not who's not got a date with these guys or who gets a date uh, with these guys? And yeah, that, that's not going to go away and it's going to be kind of a new experience. Um, not entirely because we had it in the former Big 12 when you were aligned in divisions, but a little bit new because I, I have enjoyed the run uh, through a 10-team existence where you were getting everybody. There, there were some huh. things that were fun about that. And that was harder, by the way. That made every coach's job harder immediately uh, in the Big 12 Conference than their peers in other leagues, not to mention you get further into scheduling weeds when you're talking about mandated Power 5 non-conference matchups and quality data points, things like that. Oh, and by the way, you're always chasing a moving target because they're just going to change it in a few years anyway. So <laughs> back to that manipulation <laughs> process uh, that comes with college football, sometimes enjoyable, sometimes uh, bewildering and frustrating, I guess I'd say. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's funny because the schedule reveals um, there, there were. That's why I think it was so highly anticipated. Yeah. Uh, when we were waiting on it, okay, well, what's the holdup? When are we going to get it? Because before, it's not really. It's just the order of it, and when, hey, when's my bye week? There, there was no. Yeah, the suspense. bye week. That was like yeah. the most interesting part of it. Who's getting yeah. screwed on the bye week? <laughs> yeah. Do, do I have to play on a Thursday? Do I get a right. bye week early, late? You know, do, do you put me on Friday after Thanksgiving? Those were kind of the because you knew the opponents and all that. Yeah. But I think there was so much intrigue about 
the, this recent schedule reveal from the Big 12 about this coming football season because, okay, who, who am I getting? Who am I not getting? You know, that 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 was the, you know, yeah, yeah, you're interested in bye weeks and how in the order of, of such and all that, but who, who am I missing on the schedule or, you know, and, and all that. And, and I think the same goes for basketball too, Callan. I think yes. everybody's kind of interested to see what your basketball schedules will look like for the same reasons. But I've, I've really respected and loved the round robin and I, I will miss it too. But I, I obviously you're not going to get it anymore uh, unless they're kind of even more outside the box and you just say, Hey man, to hell with non-conference games uh, or, you know, in, in basketball or football or whatever, let's just play everybody twice in football or basketball but wait, or what about tarleton <laughs> how will they supply their cafeteria yeah. without red raider bucks <laughs> yeah. and again i'm just going to apologize lots of shots at tarleton going to be there this offseason i have no specific grudge against you it's just this type of game big time grudge against this type of game so all you guys that get western out there please i do apologize tarleton <laughs> it's not personal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be careful, man. And they're close. They're just right down the road, yeah, that's man. That's right. I mean, Steve, Stephenville, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Was Washington State, Daughters of the Poor, whoever I was yeah. taking shots at this time around. But uh, it's just going to be a part of this uh, season buildup as we get ready for the schedule. Okay. Well, we may revisit that idea because I know you got some You got some pull, Chris. We'll run that flag up the line. <laughs> hey, your mark. Forget the non-conference. <laughs> We're going Big 12 all the time beginning to end alpha and omega i'm writing that one down because you know all the wild uh ideas the wish list that i've had for college football over the last decade and a half some of these things are appearing now so we may save that one actually for later and never say never all right chris uh enjoyed the insights this was a fun conversation because we're talking about something that could be a lot of fun that's quality red raider football so hopefully they do uh they're part of the bargain <laughs> and uh we'll see some of that when you know we actually get uh, to things happening between the lines. Outside the lines, we got a lot to get to still here this week because uh, mm, realignment fever back in the winds. Did it ever leave? I doubt it. But now things like Magnificent Seven are being said, which gives us an opportunity to pay tribute to the great Yul Brenna, which we may do on subsequent shows this week. So you're going to want to be here for that and much, much more. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. Enjoyed it, Chris. Thanks again. Absolutely. We'll do it again some other time. Uh, keep hope alive, everybody. You got it. We'll see you for the next round coming up tomorrow. Right back here for Chris. I'm Casey on Locked on Texas Tech.